This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Thursday, September 28th, 2023. Classical Conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. They provide a classical Christ-centered curriculum, local like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and they train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit their website at classicalconversations.com. Again, that's classicalconversations.com. Now we get to the news and we start in Brazil. Brazil's Amazon rainforest faces a severe drought that may affect around 500,000 people. The Amazon rainforest in Brazil is facing a severe drought that may affect around 500,000 people by the end of the year. This according to authorities on Tuesday. Many are already struggling to access essential supplies such as food and water because the principal means of transportation in the region is waterways, and river levels are historically low. Droughts also impact fishing, a means of subsistence for many riverside communities. Amazonas State declared an environmental emergency two weeks ago in response to the prolonged drought and launched a response plan valued at $20 million. Authorities will also distribute food and water supplies as well as personal hygiene kits. The state's civil defense agency said this in a statement. Governor Wilson Lima was in Brazil's capital, Brasilia, on Tuesday to meet with representatives of the federal government. Lima spoke with President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva to discuss the drought. The different levels of government will coordinate measures in support of the people living in the affected municipalities, Lima said on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, as you know by now, said this on Sunday. Fifteen municipalities were in a state of emergency on Tuesday, while 40 others were on a state of alert, the Civil Defense Authority said. According to the Port of Manaus, which monitors water levels, the river stood at 16.7 meters, or 55 feet on Tuesday, around 6 meters, 20 feet below the same day last year. The lowest level of water was recorded on October 24, 2010, when the river dropped to 13.6 meters, or about 45 feet. The drought is forecast to last longer and be more intense because of the El Nino climate phenomenon, which inhibits the formation of rain clouds. Moving on, the House approves bill striking down Biden's crackdown on hunting and archery in overwhelmingly bipartisan vote. The House voted late Tuesday evening in favor of legislation striking down the Biden administration's decision to block federal funding for school shooting sport courses. In a 424-1 vote, the House approved the Protecting Hunting Heritage and Education Act, with 216 Republicans and 208 Democrats voting in favor, and just one lawmaker, Rep. Veronica Escobar of Texas, the Democrat, voting against. Rep. Mark Green, a Republican of Tennessee, introduced the bill on August 1st, days after a Fox News digital report in late July revealed the Department of Education was withholding funds for school hunting and archery courses. Quote, hunters and fishers are the best conservationists, Green told Fox News Digital after the vote Tuesday. Hunting, whether it may be a firearm or bow, is one of the most effective ways to control wildlife populations, protect our beautiful lands, and connect with nature. My Protecting Hunting Heritage and Education Act is critical for our children, end quote. He added in a separate statement that American students should be encouraged to participate in enriching athletic activities that foster an appreciation for nature and the ability to focus on a goal. According to Green, in his state alone, the Biden administration's funding decision impacts an estimated 50,000 students. 
Fox News Digital reporting in July that the Education Department shared federal guidance to hunting education groups, highlighting that hunting and archery programs in schools would be stripped of funding. The guidance explained that the administration interpreted the 2022 Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, or BSCA, to mean such programs can no longer receive taxpayer funds. In the guidance obtained by Fox News Digital, senior agency official Sarah Martinez wrote that archery, hunter education, and wilderness safety courses use weapons that are technically dangerous weapons and therefore may not be funded under the 1965 Elementary Secondary Education Act, or ESEA, which is the primary source of federal aid for elementary and secondary education across the country. According to advocates, many schools that offer such courses have already nixed them from curriculums due to the federal guidance. The Federal Department of Education and Secretary Cordona are blatantly misconstruing the law to withhold funding from schools that chose to educate beneficial courses like hunter safety and archery. Lawrence Keene, the National Shooting Sports Founders Senior Vice President, told Fox News Digital in July. Congress must hold Secretary Cardona and the department accountable for violating the letter and spirit of the law to unilaterally deny American students access to these valuable programs as part of the administration's continued attacks on the Second Amendment, Keene added. Tommy Floyd, the president of the National Archery in the Schools program, said his organization boasts roughly 1.3 million students from nearly 9,000 schools across the 49 states who are enrolled in archery courses. However, the Department of Education has doubled down on its interpretation of the BSCA, saying it would only reverse course if legislation was passed explicitly, revisiting the 2022 law to allow funding for shooting sport programs in schools. The law included an amendment to a subsection in the ESEA listing that prohibited uses for federal school funding. The amendment prohibits ESEA funds from helping provide any person with a dangerous weapon or to provide training in the use of a dangerous weapon, but, according to the BSCA sponsors, was included to prevent ESEA funding for school resource officer training. And now this... We go to Philadelphia. Philadelphia swarmed by alleged juvenile looters targeting the Apple Store, Lululemon, Foot Locker, and others. Philadelphia police responded to popular retailers like Apple Store, Lululemon, and Foot Locker after they were allegedly being ravaged by swarms of looters taking over the city of Brotherly Love Tuesday evening. At about 8 p.m. Tuesday, police responded to reports of large crowds of juveniles allegedly looting stores in the city center of Business Corridor on the 9th District. In a proactive measure, officers from the 9th District stopped a group of males dressed in black attire and wearing masks at the intersection of 17th and Chestnut Streets. That was according to a police spokesperson in a statement to Fox News Digital. As of midnight on Wednesday, police confirmed between 15 and 20 people were arrested during the looting and at least two firearms were recovered. As officers were speaking with these individuals, they began to receive reports of looting at the Foot Locker on Chestnut Street. Responding officers arrived at the Foot Locker and discovered the store had been ransacked in a coordinated attack, according to the statement. A number of juveniles then fled the scene and at least one adult was arrested. Subsequent incidents of looting were reported in quick succession. Officers responded to a report of looting at the Lululemon on Walnut Street where multiple individuals were apprehended. A short time later, looting was reported at the Apple Store on Walnut Street. No arrests were made in connection with this incident. Phones and tablets were taken from the store, but several stolen items have since been recovered. Videos posted to X showed retail stores like Lululemon, the Apple Store, and Foot Locker ravaged by crowds of looters. 
Fox 29, Steve Keeley obtained a video of a ransacked Apple store with iPhones and iPads scattered across the display tables. Keeley wrote on X that many of the stolen Apple products were left behind due to the device's comprehensive anti-theft technology. A police officer told local outlet WCAU-TV that more than 100 juveniles took items from the Lululemon store. No injuries were immediately reported, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer. Police also responded to several other reports of property damage and thefts throughout the city. The Philadelphia Police Department is committed to maintaining public safety and order. That was according to police in a statement Wednesday morning. We are actively investigating these incidents and working diligently to identify and apprehend those responsible for these unlawful acts. We appreciate the cooperation of our community and urge anyone with information related to these incidents to come forward and assist with the ongoing investigations. The statement continued, We would like to thank our dedicated officers who swiftly responded to these incidents, as well as our community members who continue to support law enforcement efforts to keep Philadelphia safe. The looting came following a Philadelphia judge dismissed charges against the former police officer Mark Dial in the shooting of 27-year-old Eddie Azari. Interim Commissioner John Stanford said in a press conference that the thieves were not part of the peaceful protest against the judge's decision. Quote, this had nothing to do with the protests, Stanford said. What we had tonight was a bunch of criminal opportunists taking advantage of a situation to make an attempt to destroy our city, end quote. The news comes as Philadelphia Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw resigned in the beginning of September. Crime data from the Philadelphia Police Department shows that there has been a 21% drop in homicides this year to date compared to the same day in 2021 when the city recorded 562 homicides throughout the year. But prior to Outlaw leading the department, the data shows that Philadelphia annually recorded between 246 to 391 homicides each year between 2007 and 2019. In 2020, when she took over, there were 499 homicides, followed by 562 in 2021 and 516 in 2022. Meanwhile, in California, in August, a Nordstrom store was ransacked by a flash mob of more than 30 people in a large smash and grab. The thieves made out with nearly $100,000 worth of designer handbags and clothes. Similarly to Philadelphia, video captured the groups of 30 to 50 people wearing sweatshirts with hoods over their heads. The suspects are seen inside the department stores. They rush to the front entrance with bags in hand, scooping up whatever merchandise they can while tripping on racks to which some items were still attached. Police estimate the stolen merchandise to be worth between $60,000 and $100,000. And finally, the Wuhan Institute of Virology warns the world, prepare for another COVID-19 pandemic. As many as 20 coronavirus species are likely to cause a new outbreak, according to a study from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, a stark warning to prepare for another COVID-19 pandemic. In a study on emerging microbes and infections in July, the WIV has been making headlines as many social media users had begun coming into their own conclusions online. The Wuhan scientists documented their study of 40 coronavirus species, identifying 20 as high risk, including six of which jumped to human, three with evidence of spillover but not to human, and 11 without evidence of spillover yet. It is almost certain that there will be future disease emergence, and it is highly likely a COVID or coronavirus disease again, the study said. Thus, the early preparation for the animal coves with risk to spillover is important for future disease preparedness regarding the likely animal origin of SARS, MERS, and COVID-19. SARS, or Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, is a disease that has caused a deadly outbreak in China over 20 years ago. 
MERS, Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, is a coronavirus disease that was first identified in Saudi Arabia in 2012. The study's authors included Shi Zhang Gil, a Chinese coronavirus expert also known as Batwoman, for her academic studies on the coronavirus. She became a figure of international focus during the coronavirus pandemic. Xi stopped public appearances in early 2020 but reemerged to defend the Chinese Communist government and claims that the coronavirus came from a lab in Wuhan. And that is your news for today. This has been your Cross Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a pub membership, a magazine subscription, or tickets to the Ark Encounter, head on over to FightLaughFeast.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, you want to ask about our conference this year, or if you want to become a corporate partner of Cross Politic, email me at Garrison at FightLaughFeast.com. For Cross Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your day, and Lord bless.